my respected elders, and my dear brothers and sisters. I welcome all of you with the Islamic greetings. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May peace, mercy, and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of Almighty God, be on all of you. The topic of this evening's talk is Muhammad, peace be upon him, in the various world religious scriptures. Many people have a misconception that Islam is a new religion which came into existence 1400 years ago. And Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is the founder of this religion. In fact, Islam is there since time immemorial, since man set foot on this earth. And Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is not the founder of this religion, but he is the last and final messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of Almighty God, which was sent for the whole of humankind. The glorious Quran says in Surah Fatir, chapter number 35, verse number 24, There is not a nation to whom we have not sent a warner. Allah says in Surah Rod, chapter number 13, verse number 7, And to every nation have we sent a guide. By name, there are 25 prophets of Almighty God mentioned in the Quran. For example, Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, Jesus, Muhammad, peace be upon them all. There are no less than 25 prophets mentioned in the glorious Quran by name. But Allah also says in the Quran, in Surah Nisa, chapter number 4, verse number 164, and Surah Ghafir, chapter number 40, verse number 78, we narrate to you the stories of some of the messengers, of some of the prophets, of the others we don't. That means all the prophets have not been mentioned by name in the glorious Quran. And our beloved Prophet Muhammad said, it's a Sai Hadith, which is mentioned in Mishkad al-Masabi, volume number three, hadith number 5737. Our beloved Prophet Muhammad said, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent about 124,000 prophets on the face of the earth. But by name, only 25 are mentioned in the Quran. But all the messengers that came before, the last and final messenger prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, they were only sent for their people. And the complete message which they brought was only meant to be followed in totality till a particular time period. All the messengers that came before Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, they were only meant for a particular group of people. For example, Isa alayhi salam, Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, was only sent for the Jews, for the Bani Israel. Allah says in the Quran, in Surah Al-Imran, chapter number 3, verse number 49, that Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, was sent as a messenger to the Bani Israel, to the children of Israel. The same message repeated in Surah Saf, chapter number 61, verse number 6, Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, says to the Bani Israel, I've been sent as a messenger to you. And this same message is even repeated in the Bible. It's mentioned in the Bible, in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 10, verse number 5 and 6. Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, says, he tells to his apostles, 
that go ye not into the way of the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? The non-Jews, the Hindus, the Muslims. Go ye not into the way of the Gentiles. Enter ye not into the city of the Samaritans, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The same message repeated in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 15, verse number 24, where Jesus Christ, peace be upon him himself, says that I have not been sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That means, according to the Quran and the Bible, Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, was only sent for the money Israel, only for the Jews, for the children of Israel. But Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was the last and final messenger. I started my talk by quoting a verse from the Glorious Quran, from Surah Azab, chapter number 33, verse number 40, which says, Ma kana Muhammadun aba ahadim Rasulullah wa wa Muhammad, peace be upon him, is not the father of any of you men, but he is the messenger of Allah. And he is the seal of the prophets. Allah is all-knowing, full of knowledge. Because Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was the last and final messenger of Almighty God, he was not sent only for the Muslims or only for the Arabs. Allah says in the Quran, in Surah Anbiya, chapter number 21, verse number 107, We have sent thee not but as a mercy to all the worlds, as a mercy to all the creatures, as a mercy to the whole of humanity. Allah repeats the message in Surah Sabah, chapter number 34, verse number 28. Bashira wa nazira. We have sent thee not but as a universal messenger, giving glad tidings and warning them against sin. But most of the human beings yet do not know. Because Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was the last and final messenger, and no other messenger, no other prophet is going to come after him, that's the reason he was not sent only for the Muslims or for the Arabs, he was sent for the whole of humankind. We Muslims, because we believe that the glorious Quran is the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the last and final revelation of Almighty God, whatever the Quran says, we believe. That's why we also believe that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is the last and final messenger, and we also believe that he was sent for the whole of humankind. But most of the non-Muslims, the non-Muslims in general, they do not believe that the Quran is the word of God. That's the reason they may not agree that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is the last and final messenger of God, and was sent for the whole of humanity. That's the reason to convince the non-Muslims. I'm taking the help and guidance of one of the verses of the Quran, which I consider as the master key for da'wah, for conveying the message to the non-Muslims. Allah says in Surah Al-Imran, chapter number three, verse number 64, come to common terms as between us and you. When we are speaking with different types of people, the best way is, as the Quran says, come to common terms as between us and you. So let us analyze what do the various religious world scriptures have to speak about Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him.
So the non-Muslims, if they believe in these scriptures, which they follow, if it's mentioned in the scriptures, if they consider it to be the word of God, then they have to even believe in the message of these scriptures. Let us first discuss Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, in the Hindu scriptures. The Hindu scriptures can be broadly divided into two categories, the Shrutis and the Smritis. Shruti means that which is revealed, which is understood, which is heard. The Shruti, according to the Hindu scholars, is considered to be the word of God. And they are divided into two parts, the Ved and the Upanishads. The Sanskrit word Ved is derived from the word Vid, which means knowledge par excellence. And there are four types of Vedas, Rig Ved, Yajur Ved, Sam Ved, and Atharva Ved. Though exactly when did these Vedas come into existence is not known. But according to Swami Dayanand Saraswati, who's the founder of the Arya Samaj, he says that the Vedas are 1,310 million years old. But the majority of the Hindu scholars, they say that the Vedas are approximately 4,000 years old. In which part of the world did it first come is not known. Who was the person to whom it was first given is not known. In spite of all these ambiguities, it is yet considered to be the word of God, and it is the most authentic and the most highest scriptures amongst all the Hindu scriptures. The next in authority are the Upanishads, derived from the Sanskrit word upa, which means near, ni matlab down, shad matlab sit, sitting down near. When the pupils and students sat next to the teacher to acquire knowledge, it's called Upanishad, which means knowledge which removes ignorance. There are more than 200 Upanishads, but the Indian culture gives a figure of 108, out of which some are picked up as the principal Upanishads. Some have picked up 10, some 12. Shirada Krishna has picked up 18 and written a book, the principal Upanishads. The next type of scriptures are the Smritis. Smriti means that which is remembered. It means memory. The Hindu scholars say Smritis are scriptures written by human beings, by rishis. And they are next after the Shruti. The Shrutis are higher than the Smritis. They are also called as Dharma Shastra because they tell how a life should be led by an individual, by the community, and by the society. One of the most important Smriti is the Purana. Purana means ancient. It talks about the stories of deities, about the creation of the universe, about literature. And Maharishi Vyas has compiled the Puranas into 18 voluminous parts. One of the most important Puranas is called as the Bhavishya Purana. Bhavishya means future. This Purana speaks about the future. And it's mentioned in Bhavishya Purana, Parva 3, Khand 3, Adhyay 3, Shlokas 5 to 8, 
a Malaysia will come along with his companions from the desert, and his name shall be Muhammad, peace be upon him. And Raja Bhoj will give this Mahadev Arab a bath in the Panch Garf and will welcome him with honor and address him with reverence and say, O oh, pride of humankind, you have created a great force to fight against the evil people. This prophecy of Bhavishya Purana Parva 3, Khanda 3, Adhyay 3, Shlokas 5 to 8, it says that a Malaysia will come. Malaysia in Sanskrit means a foreigner. He will come along with his companions talking about the Sahabas from a Marusthal. Marusthal in Sanskrit means a sandy tract or a desert. His name shall be Muhammad, peace be upon him. Raja Bhoj will address this Mahadev Arab with reverence and say, O oh, pride of humankind, we know that Muhammad is a pride of humankind. As Allah says in the Quran, in Surah Kalam, chapter number 68, verse number 4, Verily thou art standeth on the highest standard of character. Allah says in Surah Ahzab, chapter number 33, verse number 21, Verily in the Prophet, Muhammad peace be upon him, you will find a very beautiful pattern of conduct. He further says that he will collect a great force to fight against the evil people. And we know that was done by Prophet Muhammad This prophecy refers to no one but Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Some people may say that the Raja Bhoj mentioned in this prophecy was present in the 11th century, 500 years after Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and was the descendant of the 10th generation of Raja Shilavahan. These people, they failed to realize that like the monarchs of Egypt, they were given the title pharaohs. There were many pharaohs. There was not one pharaoh. Like the kings of Rome were called as Caesars. There was not one Caesar, there were many Caesars. Similarly, the kings of India were given the title Bhoj. So there was not one Raja Bhoj, there were many Raja Bhoj. So this Raja Bhoj is not the one they're talking about in the 11th century. It is much earlier before than the 11th century. Further, it's mentioned in Bhavishya Purana, Parva 3, Khanda 3, Adhyay 3, Shlokas 10 to 27. The land of the Malichas has been spoiled. There was an enemy who was killed earlier. Now he's been sent by a more powerful enemy. I will send a man by the name Muhammad, peace be upon him, to guide these people to the straight path. O Raja Bhoj, you need not go to the land of the Pishachas because I, through my kindness, will purify you where you are. Then a man with an angelic disposition comes to Raja and tells him that Arya Dharm will prevail in this world. I have been sent by Ishwar Paramatma. My follower shall be circumcised, who doesn't have a tail on the head, who will grow a beard, who will create a revolution, who will give the call for prayer. He will eat all lawful things. He will eat all sorts of animals, but will not eat the flesh of swine. He will not be purified by herbs and shrubs, but will be purified by warfare. He will be called as Musalman. This prophecy refers to no one but the last and final messenger prophet Muhammad It says that my follower shall be a person who circumcised. 
and we know the Muslims are circumcised. He will not have a tail on the head, that's a shindi or a chutki. He will grow a beard. He will create a revolution. He will give the call for prayer, that's talking about the adhan, like the Muslims give. He will eat all lawful things. He will eat all sorts of animal, but will not eat the flesh of swine. And Allah says in the Quran in no less than four different places. In Surah Baqarah, chapter number two, verse number 173. Surah Maida, chapter number five, verse number three. Surah Anam, chapter number six, verse number 145. And Surah Nahal, chapter number 16, verse number 115. Forbidden for you for food are dead meat, blood, the flesh of swine, and any food on which any name besides Allah's name is taken. So because the Quran says in no less than four different places that flesh of swine is prohibited, we Muslims don't eat pork. The prophecy further says they will not be purified by herbs and shrubs, but will be purified by warfare. And they will be called as Musliman. This prophecy clearly indicates about the coming of the last and final messenger, Prophet Muhammad. It's further mentioned in Bhavishya Purana, Parva 3, Khan 1. Adhyay 3, Shlokas 21 to 23, it says that the seven sacred cities of Kashi have been filled with corruption and rakshas. In the land of the Malicha, the followers of the Malicha Dharm are good people. All good qualities are found in them. And in this country, we find all sorts of vices. O Rishi, glorify the name of the Lord. Here too, it is talking about Prophet Muhammad and his followers. Muhammad is also prophesied in the Vedas. He is prophesied in Atharva Ved, book number 20, hymn number 127, mantra number 1 to 14. It is called as Kuntap Suktas. Kuntap means hidden gland in the abdomens. That means the meaning of these verses are hidden and you'll come to know about it later on. Kuntap also means free from misery, also means peace, similar to Islam. It's also related to the center of the earth. And we know Makkah is the center of the earth. And Allah says in the Quran in Surah Al-Imran, chapter 3, verse 96, that the first place of worship was Bakkah, which is another name for Makkah. Time will not permit me to go through all the 14 mantras, I'll just briefly speak about the first four mantras. Atharvavet, book number 20, hymn number 127, mantra number one says, He is Narashansa. He is Kaurama, who has been protected from 60,090 enemies. Mantra number two says, He is a camel riding Rishi. Mantra number three says, He is Mama Rishi. Mantra number four says, He is Vashivis. Reb. The first mantra says, he is Narashansa. Nar in Sanskrit means a human being or a man. Shansa means prashansa, praiseworthy. A man who is praiseworthy, which is exactly the translation of the Arabic word Muhammad, which was the name of the last and final messenger Muhammad. It further says, he is Kaurama. One of the meaning of Kaurama is a prince of peace. And a beloved Prophet Muhammad was a prince of peace. The other meaning is an immigrant. And we know Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, migrated from Makkah to Medina, and he was an immigrant. It further says he will be protected 
from 60,090 enemies. And we know the population of Makkah that was against Prophet Muhammad was approximately 60,000. Mantra number two says, he will be a camel riding Rishi. No Indian Rishi or a Brahmin will ever ride a camel because riding a camel is prohibited for a Brahmin. It's mentioned in Manusmiti, chapter number 11, verse number 202, that a Brahmin will not ride a camel or an ass. Therefore, it has to be a prophet who is a foreigner. Third mantra says he is Mama Rishi or Maharishi. Mama, some verses say Muhammad, some say Great Rishi. Mantra number four says he is Reb. Reb means one who praises, which is the meaning of the other name of Prophet Muhammad. One who praises in Arabic is called as Ahmad, which was the other name of Prophet Muhammad. Muhammad is also prophesied in Atharva Ved, book number 20, hymn number 21, mantra number 6. It says, it speaks about the battle of Azab, the battle of Ali's. And it says that he will be protected from 10,000 enemies and he will win the battle without fighting it. He will be a Karu. Now, Karu in Sanskrit means a person who praises. In Arabic, it means Ahmad, which is another name for Muhammad It says he will win the battle without fighting it. Talking about the Battle of Azab, which was won without fighting it. And we know the approximate population, the enemies at that time, were 10,000. It further says in Atharva Ved, book number 20, hymn number 21, mantra number 7, that Almighty God will overthrow 20 kings and he will protect the Abandu from 60,099 enemies. Abandu in Sanskrit means an orphan. The other meaning of Abandu means praiseworthy, which is the translation of Muhammad into English, peace be upon him. So Abandu in Sanskrit, if you translate to Arabic, means Muhammad sallallahu It says that Almighty God will overthrow 20 kings, and we know that there were approximately 20 chieftains in Makkah at the time of Muhammad And Muhammad won all of them. And the enemies against the Prophet Muhammad at that time was approximately 60,000. The same prophecy is also repeated in Rigved, book number one, hymn number 53, mantra number nine, but the Sanskrit word used is Sushrama. Sushrama also means one who is praiseworthy, which is the meaning of Muhammad And Prophet Muhammad is also prophesied in Agni, mantra number 64. And it says that this Rishi, he will not drink the milk of his mother. He will not be breastfed by his mother. And we know Prophet Muhammad was not breastfed by his own mother. And Bibi Halima, may Allah be pleased with her. She was the one who breastfed Muhammad Prophet Muhammad is also prophesied as Ahmad, one who praises in several places. In Uttarchik, mantra number 1500. In Indra, chapter number 2, mantra number 152. In Yajur chapter number 31, verse number 18. In Rig Ved, book number 8, hymn number 6, mantra number 10. In Atharva Ved, book number 8, Hymn number five, 
mantra number 16. In Atharva Ved, book number 20, hymn number 126, mantra number 14. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi besides being prophesied as Ahmad, is even prophesied in several places as Narashangsa. As I mentioned earlier, Narashangsa is derived from Nar, which means a human being or a man, and Shansa comes from the word Prashansa, which means praise, a man who is praiseworthy. Prophet Muhammad is prophesied by name as Muhammad as Narashansa in several places in Hindu scriptures. In Rigved, book number one, hymn number 13, mantra number three. In Rigved, book number one, hymn number 18, mantra number nine. In Rigved, book number one, hymn number 106, mantra number four. In Rigved, book number one, hymn number 142, mantra number three. In Rigved, book number two, hymn number three, mantra number two. In Rigved, book number five, hymn number five, mantra number two. In Rigved, book number seven, hymn number two, mantra number two. In Rigved, book number 10, hymn number 64, mantra number three. Rigved, book number 10, hymn number 182, mantra number two. Yajurved, chapter number 20, verse number 37. Yajurved, chapter number 20, verse number 57. Yajurved, chapter number 21, verse number 31. Yajurved, chapter number 21, verse number 55. Yajurved, chapter number 28, verse number two. Yajurved, chapter number 28, verse number 19. Yajurved, chapter number 28, verse number 42. You can go on only giving references of the Hindu scriptures where Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is mentioned by name. <laughs> Time does not permit us, you can give a lecture for a full day only on Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Hindu scriptures. Due to limitation of time, I'll just mention one more prophecy about Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Hindu scriptures, that is about Kalki Avatar. It's mentioned in Bhagavad Purana, Khanda 12, Adhyay 2, Shlokas 18 to 20, it says, that in the house of Vishnu Yas, the noble-souled Brahmin, the chief of the village of Sambala, will be born Kalki. He will be given superior qualities and will be given eight supernatural qualities. He will ride a white horse and carry the sword in the right hand. It's further mentioned Bhagavad Purana, Khand 1, Adhyay 3, Mantra number 25. In Kalyug, when kings will be like robbers, in Kalyug, when kings will be like robbers, in the house of Vishnu Yas will be born Kalki. He's even prophesized in Kalki Purana, chapter number 2, Mantra number 4. It says that in the house of Vishnu Yas, the noble soul Brahmin, the chief of the village of Sambala will be born Kalki. It's mentioned Kalki Purana, chapter number two, mantra number five. He will be helped by four companions to fight the evil people. It's mentioned Kalki Purana, chapter number two, mantra number seven. He'll be held by the devatas or the angels in the battlefield. It's mentioned in Kalki Purana, chapter number two, verse number 11. He'll be born in the house of Vishnu Yas in the womb of Sumati. It's mentioned Kalki Purana, chapter number two, verse number 15. He'll be born on the 12th day of the month of Madhav. In short, all these verses of the Hindu scriptures, they speak about the Kalki Avatar. I'll just mention in brief the few points which is prophesied in the scripture. Point number one, his father's name 
will be Vishnu Yas. Vishnu means God. Yas means the servant. It means the servant of God. If you translate into Arabic, it means Abdullah, which was the name of the father of Prophet Muhammad The mother's name will be Sumati. Sumati in Sanskrit means serenity, calm, peace. In Arabic, it means Amina, which was the name of the mother of Prophet Muhammad It says he will be born in the village of Sambhala. Sambhala means a place of serenity and peace. And we know Makkah was called as Darul Aman, means the house of peace. And Prophet Muhammad was born in Makkah. It further says he'll be born in the house of the chief of the village of Sambala. And we know Muhammad was born in the house of the chief of Makkah. It further says he'll be born on the 12th day of the month of Madhav. And we know Muhammad was born on the 12th date of Rabbi Awal. It further says that he will be the last Rishi the last prophet, the Antim Rishi. And we know it's mentioned in the Quran in Surah Azab, chapter 33, verse number 40. Ma kana Muhammadun aba ahdim mirjalakum, walaki Rasulullah, wa khatamin nabin, wa kana Allahu bi kulli shayin alima. Muhammad sallallahu is not the father of any of you men, but he is the messenger of Allah and is the seal of the prophets. Allah is all knowing and full of knowledge. So the Quran says that he will be the last messenger prophet, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa it further says that this Rishi, this Khalki Avatar, he will get the knowledge, the enlightenment. The first one at night time in a cave. And then he will go towards north and come back. We know Muhammad, the first Wahi he got was at night time in Garahi in Jabli Noor. And the Quran says in Surah Dukhan, chapter 44, verse number 2 and 3, as well as Surah Qadr, chapter 97, verse number 1, which says, Inna anzalna fi Verily, we have revealed 